Hello, my friends, and welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. I'm your host, Ray Bohax, the hot rod farmer from New Jersey, and I want to thank you so much for tuning in today and for spending the next half hour with me, this guy from Cat Swamp Road. And as you know, we get together here on Rural Radio, Sirius XM Channel 147, every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern with an encore presentation Sunday at 6 p.m. And you could always go to my website, farmmachinerydigest.com, and click on the tab FMD Radio, and the previous week's episode will be there for perpetuality as a podcast, or you could go to any of your favorite podcast hosting sites and find it there. Now, in this week's show, I am going to take a deeper dive into the dreaded D-rate of a Tier 4 emission control system. You know, the buzzwords today in agriculture are sustainability, and I am one who believes in sustainability and wants to support sustainability. But one of the things about your farm being sustainable is that the equipment has to be efficient and it has to work when it needs to work. You could do everything, you know, the funny part, not the funny, the sad part about agriculture is that so many things need to go correct, go right, and only maybe possibly one thing going wrong and you could lose the crop or lose your yield. So I always want to bring to you the sustainability side of the machinery for agriculture, because as you know, if you listen listen to my show or my podcast, that I feel that success on the farm or ranch is a three-legged stool. It's agronomy or animal husbandry. It is marketing, and then it is the machinery. Those are the three legs. You cut one of those legs off and you have zero sustainability. But what I'm going to be talking about is tier four emissions, because if you have an emission system failure, and the thing that you have to realize is that you know, nobody likes complexity in equipment. And whenever, and in engineering, we have an acronym called KISS, keep it simple, stupid. And the fact of the matter is the more complexity you have in any mechanical system, the more probability, and we live in a world of probabilities, not possibilities, probabilities of something to go wrong. And I'm going to explain in this episode why there is that dreaded D-rate on a on most, not all, tier four emission control failures, and what you could possibly do to either stop that from happening, eliminate it, or just how to deal with it if it does happen. Because it's very important. If you're whether it's a combine, whether it's a tractor pulling a grain cart, or whether it's a semi, no one wants a D rate for an emissions problem. And it seems very, very elusive. It's it's akin to an electrical problem. Is that you all of a sudden the light goes on, it goes to D rate, and you're sitting there with uh, a truck that goes 15 to 20 miles per hour, or a tractor that doesn't want to get out of its own way, or a combine that will not even take into its header the bounty of your harvest that the good Lord has blessed you with. So just sit pat during the break, and we will be back in a couple of minutes, and we'll take a deep dive into Tier 4 Emission D-Rate. Marvel's podcasts are now on the SiriusXM app. Get the latest in comics, TV, film, and beyond. 
hear from the storytellers and what's up and coming. From This Week in Marvel, Marvel's Voices, Women of Marvel, and Marvel's Pull List, hear new episodes of their weekly series on Sirius XM before anywhere else. Now on the Sirius XM app. Free for most subscribers. Just download it today and tap podcasts. This fall is circuit final season on the Cowboy Channel. The 2022 regular season might be over, but you can watch around the nation as the division's top athletes compete for their circuit title. It's the best against the rest during every event. It all kicks off with the Texas Circuit Finals Rodeo. Leaders from the Lone Star State will go head-to-head. The Texas Circuit Finals, October 11th through the 15th, only on the Cowboy Channel and the Cowboy Channel Plus app, the official home of Pro Rodeo. The future of agriculture is back at the 95th Annual National FFA Convention and Expo in Indianapolis. October 26th through the 29th, tune in for live coverage on RFD-TV, the Cowboy Channel, and Rural Radio 147 for four straight days of this inspirational event. Experience the excitement of the National FFA Convention and Expo. For the future, for all. It's on RFD-TV, the Cowboy Channel, and Rural Radio 147. Hello, I'm Ethan Wayne. John Wayne and American Experience is in its second year in the Fort Worth Stockyards and visitors are loving it. Come spend a couple hours and immerse yourself in Western nostalgia. Get a unique look into Duke's life that's only available here. All right, mister. You asked for it. Tickets available on johnwayne.com or they may be purchased at the Cowboy Channel Bar across the street on Exchange Avenue. Reserve your tickets now. Welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. And as I said in the first segment of the show, we're going to take a look at Tier 4 Emissions Control D-Rate of the engine. And if those of you that are not familiar with it, is that when a certain emission problem is recognized by the engine management system, it goes into what is called a D-Rate, and a D-Rate is going to limit the engine's power. And this could happen in a pickup truck, a combine, sprayer, semi, or anything else that has a tier four emissions package in it. Now, the first thing that you need to understand is that the reason for the the decrease in power, the D-rate, has nothing to do with the emission control system. It is a mandate by the federal government because they recognized many years ago, and this happened with gasoline engines, with cars, many years ago, specifically after, but specifically after 1996 when they came out with the OBD2 system, which stands for Onboard Diagnostic Second Generation. That is the gasoline version of Tier 4 emissions. Prior to that, even though the engine had a management system on it, it was not as intensive as it is, just like a a Tier 3 diesel is not as intensive as a Tier 4. And what the federal government mandated was that when certain emission failures occurred, that they would that the engine would have to run very poorly, or in the case of a diesel engine, have very little power. Because they knew that if that were not the case, 
then the person would just keep going down the road or going down the field and doing whatever they whatever they had to do or whatever they wanted to do and ignore the surface engine soon light or check engine light or warning light, whatever it may have been. And uh, we're all guilty of that. Back early on in the in the automotive world, prior to OBD2 with OBD1, a lot of people would take the bulb out so they didn't see the check engine light, all right? That didn't cure the problem, but it made it go away. So the government is forcing the manufacturers. So if, you, if you're saying, well, geez, I ran out of DEF, why does this thing going into D rate? Why is it causing all of these problems? Because the simple reason being is that the government has forced them to do that. So now if you could not to touch on a such subject, but if you could arguably get inside the ECU and reflash it and take that out, you could throw everything away and it's not going to care. It's going to run like a top. So it is forced to run poorly when there is an emissions failure. And then through that, there's a, there's a hierarchy depending upon what the emission failure is or the perceived emission failure. Because remember, there's only sensors looking at this. And though the sensors are not truly problematic anymore, the technology for sensors have really, really come a long, long way. It is not impossible for you to have a sensor failure, but also because it's agriculture equipment, it is more common to have a a wiring issue, a mouse that ate a wire or a wire that rubbed through or a wire that was that, that got a lot of uh, moisture in it because you have a piece of equipment like a combine that sits maybe 11 months out of 12. And, is, and if there is any problem with the connection that it becomes voided by the moisture or what have you. All right, so this so we have that we have that established. <clears throat> now, that does not do you any good when you're sitting and trying to bring crop in, you have a problem with the combine or any of the support vehicles or even if you are not not harvesting and you're going down the road with your pickup truck or you're a trucker with a semi or you are in the construction business and you're trying to to do something with a backhoe or or an excavator so the d rate is the d rate regardless now i want you to keep in mind as we move forward is that every piece of equipment i should say every class piece of equipment the class meaning whether it's a backhoe whether it's a combine is has the possibility that it needs to meet a different emission standard and it is based upon the amount of emissions that that engine will emit during its normal operation so a skid steer may have less emission controls on it <clears throat> than a farm tractor than a combine than a semi now the basic rule is that anything that is going to be going down the road, so is designed as a road vehicle, a pickup truck or a semi, is going to have the highest level of emission strategy. So it's going to be the most stringent, right? And then as you go further away from that, it is going to become less stringent. So arguably, a farm tractor is going to have substantially less emission control uh, I would say probably the standards it has to meet is going to be less than it would be with a semi, and then, and a semi would be less than it would have to be met with a pickup truck. All right, so there is all different standards out there, and that's what makes it confusing. But arguably, they all have the same potential problems of a D rate. Now, the thing is that <clears throat> what most people don't want to accept 
And this is where it all starts out. It's just like soil health and fertility. Most, It is very hard to get the public, and you being the public, the farmer or the rancher, to recognize that this is an emission control system, emissions, all right, multiple emissions. It's controlling carbon monoxide. It's controlling hydrocarbons and emission called oxides of nitrogen. Now, what causes emissions? Well, it is the combustion inside the cylinder is where the emissions are formed, right? If the engine is shut off and it's not running, it is not creating any emissions per se, all right? There's evaporative emissions, but that is not really the case with diesel fuel with gasoline. There is, and that's why there's a charcoal canister and they have all of this stuff with the gas caps and what have you, but we're talking about diesel today. So if you look backwards, the obstacle that I have always come across with trying to teach this to the community is for them to rec for the for the community to recognize that the more the, the more efficient your combustion event is, the happier the emission control systems are. And so the efficiency of the so if you have an inefficient combustion event then you are going to create more emissions. And depending upon where the, or how, where, what I'm saying where is what aspect of the combustion event event is inefficient is going to determine to a certain degree which emission you're going to escalate. And one of the things that, you know, just like, you know, seed to soil contact with a plant there is paramount, right? You could do everything you want with your nutrition. You could do everything you want with soil preparation, what have you. But if your planter does not establish good to, good seed to soil contact, you are going to have poor germination. And then when you have poor germination, you're going to have poor emergence and the potential of a poor yield. Well, the same thing happens in a cylinder, and what is the common, and I'm not talking about just changing the air filter or the fuel filter, but there's two components that are going to make the tier four emission system a lot happier. And when it is happy, it's like, you know, like they say, right? The happy wife, happy life. Well, when you can make it very happy from the emissions that are being emitted from the engine then you have the potential for a lot less problems and the two things that come into play are the quality and of the fuel that is being burned in the engine and the other thing is the engine oil so those are the two paramount things that are going to affect the emissions output of an engine so if you have if you have a fuel that is dirty, and I don't mean dirty being that there's dirt in it, that it was it had a sludge or what have you, but you have anything that is going to impact the combustion process, it is going to elevate the emissions. So the thing is that you need to make sure that you use a high quality, whether you want to call it a tiered diesel fuel, but most importantly is that you need to put an additive in your fuel. And those who listen to me say like I'm a soapbox preacher, all right, but it'd be no different than talking seed to soil contact. Oh, I got lousy germination, I got lousy emergence. How's your seed to soil contact? There's an air pocket there. So the thing basically is, is that you need to use a 
good additive that's going to have a cetane booster that's going to have a fuel stabilizer in it that's going to have a detergent that's going to go so that that's going to do so much for you to minimize the emissions output and if you minimize the emissions output of the combustion event then you are going to keep the tier four system a lot happier and the other thing that comes into play is using the proper engine oil specifications it doesn't necessarily have to be the brand that the manufacturer wants and you say well, what does that have to do with it well because there is blow by in the engine and the oil that is in that is being used and is going to be interface with the piston rings and no matter how good the ring seal is there is going to be some gassing there there's going to be some oil introduced into the combustion event hopefully a microscopic amount and also it's going to affect the breather system that the engine has so you put this all together so the first thing is the fuel then the second thing is the oil so if you additize all of your fuel not every once in a while and i don't mean just for a for winter to additize all your fuel to support a better combustion event that there's th- that all of the emission systems are going to be a, a lot happier so now on tier four for the most part the common after treatment emission package which is after treatment means that it is after the cylinder it's in the exhaust is there's a diesel oxidation catalyst which is called doc and that controls carbon monoxide and hydrocarbons there is a diesel particulate filter and there is something called an scr catalyst that's also called a catalyst and that is where the diesel exhaust fluid is injected so the diesel particulates filter job is it's actually called a trap and it's just like any filter fuel filter and air filters to filter out dirt is that it is to it is to trap the particulate matter which is in years ago we would call it soot even though you cannot see it a diesel engine today as clean as the exhaust appears to be creates soot and it it gets trapped into that dpf diesel particulate filter now what happens is that there are three most of the d-rate problems happen either with the scr or with the diesel particulate filter usually the diesel oxidation catalyst is benign because unless you have a very poor combustion event but the d-rate historically is based upon the the uh regeneration process inside the dpf or not having a proper conversion of the oxides of nitrogen in the exhaust and the scr with the diesel exhaust fluid working in conjunction with that catalyst that is three types of of a conversion process and that is called regeneration and what the purpose of it is that the dpf catches soot and soot takes up a lot of room so the soot needs to be converted to ash and the way it's converted to ash is from through extreme heat and there are three different region and there is what's called a passive region an active region and a forced region a passive uh, the catalyst needs to be the diesel particulate filter needs excuse me needs to reach about a thousand degrees for it to start to convert the 
the sut to ash, and a passive system is a passive regen. If you're going down the field, you're harvesting. It's got enough heat from the exhaust going in there that it regens and burns this this particulates and creates soot that falls to the bottom of the DPF. That's there is no additional fuel injected in that, but that has to happen for about at least an hour to see that operating state. If it doesn't see that for that length of time, it needs to go into an active, and that's when it is going to shoot. It's going to inject fuel, diesel fuel, into the DOC to act like a furnace to create the heat. Now, if you don't, if it doesn't, if it is not satisfied because it looks at the pressure differential coming in and out of the diesel particulate filter, it goes into what is a forced regen, and then you have to park the vehicle. You don't put a piece of equipment. You do not want that to happen. All right, and the re and the way that you could get around this is by having a. It sounds very simplistic. All right, but if you could have a clean combustion event because you have good burning fuel, have efficient burning fuel, you're gonna you're going to decrease the carbon monoxide, the hydrocarbons, but most importantly, you are going to decrease the particulate matter, and you're going to minimize the regens, and you will and you have the ability to have an active regen instead of a passive regen or a forced regen and lots of times what's going to park that piece of equipment is the regen process and the other thing that's going to happen is that if it doesn't see the scr working properly because you ran it out of fuel um, diesel particulate fuel diesel part that excuse me scr all these acronyms if you ran the scr out of def diesel exhaust fluid or it's contaminated exhaust fluid then it's going to put you in a in a in a d-rate mode so it's so simple to control that This is a Dairy Radio Minute. Dave, August U.S. dairy exports were the highest ever for the month of August, up 6.9%. Good news, correct? Yeah, it is. I mean, you, people love dairy products, and certainly I think people in the world need dairy products, and we are some of the lowest cost providers of that, or at least we were back in August. You go down the line, everything was uh, up. Butter um, exports were up 116%. Now, that's a small volume number, but it's double what we had thought. We thought we might export 3 million pounds. It was over 6 million pounds. Most of that going to our neighbors to the north up in Canada and in the Middle East. We're exporting quite a bit of butter there. The cheese side of things, the cheddar, which is what we're going to price to here at the CME in Chicago, that export number was up 11% in production of cheese in August was actually down 2.1%. We've moved from $1.80 to a two ten cheese price average in the last four to six weeks. I attributed most of that to holiday demand and, and demand for the season. Rural Radio is the first and only national radio channel serving rural Americans on Sirius XM. Nowhere else on radio can you catch Western sports every single day, making Rural Radio the undisputed leader for Western sports coverage. Between our coverage and downloading the Cowboy Channel Plus app, you'll have access to any major Western sports news and events 24-7. Rural Radio Channel 147. 
the Agribusiness and Western Lifestyle Channel. At Kinder Outdoors, we're proud of the hunting, fishing, trapping, and shooting heritage that our fathers and forefathers handed down generation to generation. Bring the kids along and meet me in the camp house this weekend, 9 a.m. East Coast, on Rural Radio, Sirius XM Channel 147. Drop by the website at kinderoutdoors.com. Leave a picture for the bragging board and register for cool gear and goodies. Hi, I'm Lauren Linker from Brush, Colorado, and I listen to Rural Radio Channel 147 on Sirius XM. Welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. I just want to make a slight correction. I may have misspoke during the last... The the best regen to have is a passive. I, I... Passive means that there's no fuel introduced, and I said active or passive, but I meant to say passive. That's the best. The exhaust heat from you working the engine is enough for that regeneration process to occur. You're going down the road. You're going down the field. You have no idea that it's actually regening on its own. And the next one is the active, and the active is where it uses diesel fuel. And I want to touch basically on the SCR quickly is that the most common problem with the SCR, when you fill up your system, your DEF tank, and you spill some, you see it crystallizes. Well, lots of times what will happen is that on the tip of, they call it a doser, not an injector, that the doser, when it shuts off, that there'll be the dampness of the of the diesel exhaust fluid there, and it will crystallize. And once it crystallizes on there, it is going to interrupt, and it's going to, I should say disrupt and not have a nice atomization would be like a sprayer tip on a farm sprayer that's clogged and instead of having a nice fan spray or the stream it's supposed to have it shooting to one side or what have you and because of that the SCR historically uses what's called the NOx sensor which is oxides of nitrogen and it looks at the NOx coming into the SCR and it looks at the NOx coming out of the SCR after the conversion process and what will happen is that if this doser which is an injector for the diesel exhaust fluid is all crusty and crudded up and it's not atomizing the diesel exhaust fluid properly it'd be just like having a dirty injector on a diesel engine or a dirty injector on a gasoline engine or a sprayer tip it is not doing a good job of that all right, and then you do not have a high conversion rate, and then it flags it and it puts it into a D rate system. So if you have that happen, you it, it's a good idea to take that doser out and clean it. All right, and then erase that code if you have if you have the ability. Those are the common areas. And as far as the diesel exhaust fluid is concerned if you're buying a name brand diesel exhaust fluid and you're keeping it clean and it's it's not it's it's not staying out in the sun and it's relatively fresh you're not going to have any issues so the whole thing i'm not going to do a meet me in the farm shop today because i want to cover this in more detail and the thing is that what you need to do is, is recognize the importance of having a proper combustion event. If you have a proper combustion event, as clean as a combustion event as you can have, and that's that's really based upon the fuel, just like starting a fireplace. All right, you have damp wood, you have you have dirty wood, it's popping and cracking, or doing like a weld on dirty metal, it's popping and cracking. All right, if you could minimize 
the amount of emissions coming out of that system and then it will be very 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 happy and it'll be and because it's happy what it will do it'll it'll minimize the regens all right and if it has a regen it'll be it'll be a passive regen and it'll minimize any problem down the line and it will be a benign you'll be able to harvest do whatever drive the truck whatever you want to do and it's not going to be much of an issue so i want to thank you so much for tuning in today and i want you to know that the hot rod farmers poem for you the american farmer and rancher my beloved america Hi, everybody. This is Matt Breckwald, farmer and former police officer with a rural crime prevention tip just for you. Did you know that one of the places on your farm or rural property that is the most vulnerable to theft is your mailbox? Think about it. In today's urban and suburban environments, neighborhoods are planned with clusters of mailboxes that require a key to enter. Mailbox clusters are not just lockable, but they bring all residents to one location so there are lots of people present to observe if somebody is acting fishy around the mail. But in rural environments, our mailboxes are all alone, they are unlocked, and nobody is observing them. This makes them the perfect target for theft of mail. What are mail thieves looking for? Cash, checks, information that will aid them in identity theft, or anything else they think will be valuable. Mail thieves grab all the mail and leave very quickly. This means that even if they don't steal your identity, they still took off with your electric bill. At the very least, you will wonder why your power company is sending you a late fee next month if your mail has been stolen. And if you think that mail theft is a big deal because it is a federal crime, well, it is. However, resources for investigating mail theft are stretched very thin. In my 15 years as a police officer and deputy sheriff investigating mail theft, I never met an actual postal inspector. So it is up to us to protect our own mail. I would encourage you to install a locking mailbox. There are locking mailboxes that are extremely secure, and even though a very determined thief could use equipment to pry their way in, they are not likely to go to that effort. They are looking for the easy score and a locking mailbox takes that away from them. Take the extra step and protect your most vulnerable property from opportunists. Hear full rural crime episodes of the Off Farm Income Podcast every Saturday anywhere podcasts are found and enjoy our six weekly episodes about the FFA and small business in ag every week.